0: God bless you all. Good evening. evening. Those lights are bright. So, um, there was a lot of things that I just witnessed here the last few minutes, and uh, a lot of download coming for me here, so I'm trying to process it right now, and and I was trying to figure out in a natural, so I know how God has used me in the past, so I'm I'm not going to try to figure it out right now, but when I start talking, I know things will come to me, and I'll hopefully be able to uh, submit to the Lord and be able to share what was going on and what I witnessed. And uh, it was incredible. I loved it. It was great. And I hope we understand we got to get out of the grave with our stinking thinking. Okay? That's one of the things you heard this morning if you're here. And so I want to make sure and uh, honor... Your your leader here, uh, Dr. Gustav, and and thank him and and uh, Pastor Jocko, and and just thank you so much for uh, welcoming us here to this congregation. And I know there's other pastors here within the the Lofdal International. Uh, the campuses so if you're here I, I, you know, thank you so much thank you for the team You know, and I just want to uh, recognize before I get going, your worship band your booth, the people doing the sound the media, the, the welcome team, those doing the children's ministry all those doing the ministry of helps which makes the family operate right so how about we all just give all of those people a hand and, and thank them, <laughs> hallelujah and honor them Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your service to the Lord, all right? And so before I begin, I'd ask, I'm going to go to the Lord in prayer, so I ask you that you join me. Father God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this opportunity, Father God. I ask you to use us, use Candice and I to minister to your precious souls, Father God, so that they don't leave here the way they came, Father, that their eyes are open, their ears are open, Father God, that their hearts are a circumcised fleshy heart that's willing to submit to your will, Father God, that their minds will be renewed, Lord. We thank you for this and oh so much more, how you've blessed us and blessed us and blessed us. You've given us opportunity after opportunity. It's your way. It's the way you do things. We call you Yahweh, and we want to do Yah's ways. So, Father God, we thank you in all that you've done in the mighty and matchless name. Of Yeshua Yamashiach, Jesus the Messiah. It's in His name we come to you boldly and we thank you. Amen. Amen. Wow. Okay. Hallelujah. Now, you probably can tell I'm from America the way I speak. That didn't give it away. But I want you to know I got some fellies and look at my socks. Look at that right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Well, that's a good start. Listen, I'm for you. What you're going to hear, I'm for you. We're the same kind. We're called humans. We're not separate. And, you know, and, and we've got to grasp this around the globe. We've got to do a little better job of uniting. That's all. And, you know, and we, first off, to, to fix anything, we've got to admit there's a problem. So we kind of talked about that a little bit this morning, if you weren't here. But, but that's one of the things I think we always need to just kind of recognize. If we're, if we're at tension with somebody, if there's an issue that's bothering us, we need to understand, what is it that's, that's causing me to do that? And, and many, many of these things that are doing, that are causing this frustration, this irritation is something that our soul is struggling with. Our mind, will, and emotion is struggling with three things. And it's these three things all the time. Provision, protection, and acceptance. Those three things are what tempted Eve in the garden. It's the very three things that Jesus was tempted in the desert. It's mentioned multiple times throughout Scripture. And I'm telling you, if we can make things simple, it's easier to fix the problem. Okay, so hallelujah. Now, what you hear today, um, even though my entire, you know, I was in the U.S. Navy, so I traveled around the globe. I have never was blessed to come to South Africa. But I saw, I've been to a lot of places in this planet. But most of my experiences and things that you'll hear are from my, my lens or my worldview through my time growing up in the United States. I, I turned 60 this past fall and, you know, so I've, I've got some mileage on what's been going on in life. Got some experience. Candace and I are blessed with three kids. They're adults and we have four grandkids. It's a wonderful thing that I've always heard about being a grandparent and it's true. I really love it and it's really fun to be able to hand the kids back when they're not acting right. Okay, and there was something I heard about nappies. Now, I have a little understanding of what nappy means because Candace and I lived in London for three years. And they call, we call them diapers in the U.S. You all call them nappies as they do. But are you aware in the Greek language, Paul describes the condition, the first condition when we're born again, when we're baby Christians. You know what that's called? Napios. It's called napios. So for me, I always remember nappy. So when I heard Pastor Jaco say, you know, the nappy thing, don't put a new nappy over an old nappy... I was like, ooh, that's ministering to me. You know, I know you've all heard that. But here's the deal. You've got to understand, Christians. There's multiple stages of our physical development. Well, there's multiple stages of our Christian development. The first stage is napios. We're babies. We're baby Christians. That's normal. It's nothing to be ashamed of. In fact, it's, it's a process. Like, we need to go through that process to the next one. And the next phase is Pation. Like the elementary age. Maybe that's, maybe, I don't know, maybe that's where we got the word potty training from. But maybe I use that analogy to remember that. Potty on. Okay? That's the elementary age of our Christian development. The next phase is called technon. It's the, it's the teenager stage. It's that stage that I like to say I remember when I was a teenager. You want to know how I remember it? Because I knew it all. That's, that's, the, that's the technon stage. The final stage, the mature stage that we all are striving for is called we-us. Because that's the stage when we open up our arms like we're on the cross because we're here to fulfill and obey to do the Father's business. Okay? So, just wanted to start with that. Um, And I wanted you to be clear that my references here are going to come through like my experiences that might not uh, be from South Africa, but I guarantee you, you're going to relate to a lot of them. I think they will relate. And and I and I also wanted to say, as a father, I, I was a father, and I believe the overarching assignment of a father is to teach, train, and equip your children to be adults, not to stay a child. Okay. And so, as a as a pastor, as as been as one who's been gifted with the fivefold ministry giftings, it is my assignment. To teach, train, and equip you to not stay a baby Christian or a you know toddler Christian or a teenager Christian, but to strive to continue continue moving on and not be satisfied with you are where you are, but to, to continue on that road I, I love the saying i 'm not where I used to be, but i 'm not where I need to be so That's all. And it doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter if you're chronologically in your teens or your 20s or in your 70s or your 80s. We have skills and abilities and gifts that the Lord has blessed us with. And we need to exercise them. We need to use them. Otherwise, they get stinking. Like the the oil that's left at the apothecary where the flies go. And you know what flies represent? They represent dung and the devil and stinking thinking. So we need fresh oil. We need to renew our mind. And some of those things already that you've heard in the songs we're singing, in the words that Pastor Jocko was sharing, those kinds of things are already, they should be ministering to us. you know. And so I titled this today, Passion. I find it very interesting because I saw a lot of passion up here in the band. I think that's a very common trait in Christianity. We have this passion for that part of The praise and worship part. Oh, boy, do we ever. But we need to translate that into the same kind of passion for the word of God. For the study of the word. For the playing it out, living it out, acting it out part of life. Okay? And that may be, you know, it's it's probably not going to translate the same way you can dance and sing and play. But we need to have that same passion in all aspects of what we're doing, okay? And so, in my preparation time for this trip to South Africa, now, this is our last, for me and Candice, this is our last evening with the nation. We, we started last Sunday. We did two services last Sunday at two different cities, one in Pretoria and then Kempton Park. Then we flew to George. Monday, we were on the radio in George for an hour. Then we did a service Monday night in George. Then Tuesday, we did another event. Then we flew here on Thursday. And, and we, we, Friday, we had an event Friday night. We had two, yesterday, one yesterday morning, one yesterday afternoon into the evening. And then this morning we were here. And then tonight, this is the final one. So I hope and I believe we saved the best for last. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right? So something I've figured out in my 60 years now, uh, the hard way. Mm is in order for each of us to find our place in God's big picture, I'm talking the big picture thing here now, we must first admit we can't focus on the self. The real way to find our purpose is by focusing on the big picture, God's will first. And then it's like you kind of would zero in like with a, you know, with a microscope or a telescope to find your part in the big picture. This morning I used the example of a tapestry. You know, you could use a picture, whatever. But in other words, here's the deal. We must admit, we must submit that the big picture is the foundation and then we build upon that instead of the self being the foundation. Which inevitably leads us to process, well, hey, that's that thing of free will. Okay, You know, the power of choice is so sacred to God that he would not violate it even though it cost him his own life. I mean, you can, you can think about this, right? God certainly could have manipulated the Satan so that there would never have been a rebellion. He, he certainly could have manipulated Adam and Eve so that they never could have chosen sin. So, I believe we must come to the conclusion that in the infinite wisdom of God, a higher happiness and a greater good for the universe is going to come out of the lessons that have been learned through mankind's mankind's fall and redemption. Okay? Or another way to say that is God permits in His wisdom things that He could have altered or prevented in His power. And And I start with this kind of overarching theme today because choice is such a powerful thing that we need to understand that everything we have right right now, everything we will have in eternity is the byproduct of that use of this precious gift called freedom to choose. Free will. Now, scripture tells us we should choose life. Okay? And so with that foundation, I kind of want to begin by investigating the environment that is the most that most influences our choices. And the key to understanding that mystery is that our emotional state will determine our choices more than any other factor. Scripture tells us to be filled with the Spirit of God because when we're filled with the Spirit of God, we are in a resourceful state. We have a lot of resources. When we're filled with the Spirit of God. Meaning, we're going to focus on things through God's lens. And think in terms of eternal worldview. Eternal options. And by doing that, we can resist the Satan and overcome temptation. Yeshua told the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. I think what that implies is that we can make some bad choices depending on what is dominating your emotional condition. So I want to explore this a little bit and, and, and like dialogue about what causes an emotional state and how to sustain an emotional state. Like what we were just participating in. Like, just think about this. Here we are, this group of people, and if you're out there and maybe having a bad day, and you start to hear what's going on in a place like this, you're kind of like, I want to get in there. Well, that's the truth, because when you come in here, it's really hard to stay down. It would be hard to come into what you just saw, all this wonderful dancing, clapping, singing, praising, just, you know, music, And stay like, oh, woe is me, I'm terrible, you don't know what I'm going through. I mean, during that time, now you may be doing that right now, but it's hard to do it then. All right? So, a study was done at Stanford University in like the 1980s. I don't know the exact date, but they wanted to dig into the emotional state of us humans. Two, so what they did is they put two people in a room and gave them uh, a test where they just, they'd, they'd be given like a, a phrase or a word, and they had to circle if they agreed with that word or not. It was like 100, 200 questions. Okay? They get done with that. They are then taken into another room where they had two chairs. Just picture two chairs put right in the front here, nobody else here in a room, and you had to face each other for 10 minutes and not say a word. And so that's what they wanted to do. And then when they finished that 10 minutes of just not saying a word in a small room, looking at each other the whole time, they went and took the same test again. And then the results, they tabulated the results to see if it proved anything. And the results of this study shocked the scientists because it revealed that the person with the dominant emotional state influenced the other person towards their emotional state without speaking a word. In other words, if you were in like a state of, you know, oh, giddy happiness, oh, I'm getting married. Oh, it's my birthday. Oh, they're having a party. Whatever. You're going to something you want to do. Oh, I'm getting a new car. right? Just something where you're just super happy, glowing, full of joy. That would make the other person you dominate that other person, and when they left and took the test, they circled better, happy words the second time. On the flip side, if you were just all ticked off about everything, so and so did this to me, and that was the, and you and the, you were able to dominate the other person, then you went back and took the test and circled unhappy, angry, bitter, resentful words. So, in other words, the result of this study revealed that the person with the most voltage, the most passion in their emotional state, would dominate and overtake the other person's condition. So, does that make sense? Are you with me so far? I said this this morning. I say this a lot. Are you smelling what I'm cooking? You are doing that? Are you starting to get where, what's going on here? So, the person with the dominant emotional state controlled the environment. Now, maybe, you know, you might be like, that's obvious. Maybe this isn't, ro- I'm not claiming this is rocket science kind of stuff. Or, or, you know, you might have known this already. But I'm saying, I don't think we have, the, we have the option to take that for granted or overlook this. I don't think Christians grasp the power they have or don't realize that their condition or state To the degree that they can take territories. Like, this is big picture stuff. They can take territories which the Satan currently has control of. Now, you can even take this further. This can be something that can control a nation. Got your attention? I'm talking a nation. You want to know why? Because the end of the story says the the sheep nations are the nations that will be living forever in in the new heaven and the new earth. And the goat nations won't. That's why we better get our act together in a lot of these western civilized countries that aren't doing it right. And all of these countries claim they're a majority Christian right now. That's always had me confused. How in the world can this happen in nations that claim they're Christians, yet what's going on is the opposite of what a Christian should be doing? And we sit back and take it. Making sense? Hallelujah. Now are you tasting what I'm chewing? Because, see, we seriously need to take this to heart and live like this and cash in on the truth that the one who has the dominant passion controls the environment. I mean, we've all gone through stuff. There's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, if we asked, everybody has a testimony. But I don't need your testimony. I got my testimony, right? And vice versa. You know, and things maybe have made us lost our passion or lose our desire. or You know, we, we've lost the vision. You know, so we need to rediscover... You know, that call that God has for your life. And today, I'm trying to exhort us, to encourage us, so that we can zero in on the part of the big picture we have to play. And I think a key, I think it's critical, it's vital, that we have to recapture our passion, recapture our desire. And I hope we understand what the, what the consequences could be of this. Because you know what? Our sons and daughters, our grandsons and granddaughters are watching. They're watching us, right? And, you know, even our great-great-grandchildren that we possibly will never lay our eyes on. This stuff is important because we have to have a groundwork to, to, to lay the, continue to lay the, the road, if you will, that our forefathers laid and sacrificed for. It wasn't for nothing, I think it could be safe to say, those young people are counting on us to do our part of, of fulfilling what God has called us to do. Now, I think many of you will know this, but there are generational curses that can be broken if we can get a handle on our identity. <clears throat> the environment we commune with has an enormous impact on the state of our passion for God's purpose and destiny in our lives. Now. I want to make this personal. So here's a question, so you just can't not get involved. you got to get involved. How many have had a dream that is so much bigger than your present experience of that dream that you've been tempted many times to question the validity of the dream? Now, it's during times like this that we tend to lose our passion. We lose our vision. So I have a story to help facilitate the point. And it's a story that happened in the 2004 Olympics and it involves the Italian bicycle team. Now those Olympics were going to be held in Athens. And so what was going on, you know, the Olympic torch that gets passed around prior to the Olympics and then they bring it into the stadium and they'll light a, a big a big scene there and they'll keep the light going the whole two weeks that the Olympics are going. But prior to that, you know, the torch is being passed around. And so because it was in Athens, it was going through a lot of the world there in Europe. And so It got to the Italian bicycle team. And the Italian bicycle rider, they were handing it from rider to rider, and let's just call him Enzo. Enzo's got the, the, you know, and he's, riding along on his bike, and, you know, the crowds are lining the streets, and some of these streets are pretty narrow. Lots of people clapping, cheering, waving different flags. you got the motorcade, you know, the cars, and then you got the motorcycles with the cameramen on it, you know, and all of a sudden, Enzo loses, I don't know, he loses control, and he goes into a ditch, goes through the crowd, crashes into the ditch, and the torch, the Olympic torch, is extinguished just like you just did. People were gasping, the torch is out. Right? The flame is extinguished. It's like, Enzo's like, oh my gosh, did I just abort the destiny of the Olympics? Right? Because the torch is out. The torch is never out. Right? Because, oh my gosh, this is the original flame. All of a sudden, a white Olympic van comes up. Five rings are on it for the Olympic symbols. Out of the passenger side jumps a man in a white suit. Runs down. Gets the torch that's out. Comes to the back of the van. Two guys are there. They open the back of the van. And there, inside the van, is the original flame. He just takes the torch and reignites, the, reignites it. Hands it back to Enzo, who is greatly relieved that he didn't extinguish the destiny of the Olympics right? But here's the deal. Why did I tell you that? Let me just remind you, you're not holding the original flame. God has the original flame. And if you've lost your passion, lost your desire, just go back to the original flame and reignite your torch. See how simple that is? He doesn't trust us with the torch, right? Not the original flame. He has it. Folks, you messed up. You made a mistake. Or whatever. Repent. Go and get reignited. Don't stay down. Because the enemy wants you to stay down. No. Go back and reignite your torch. Get back on the path. Get back on your bike. Get back on your track. Get back going on what God has to do for you. And you know, we should be praising God for that because if you lose the flame, hallelujah, I don't have the original flame. I could just go back to God and reignite my torch. Now, I think your response showed me you understand the application for that, right? It's crystal clear. God has put a passion, a desire in each one of us to do so much more than we're doing, right? And the reality is we've been hitting the ceiling, right? We're hitting the ceiling or the boundaries that hell has put up, or maybe inaccurate teaching has put up, or something. But hey, it wasn't God who put up that barrier. And see if we have lost that passion or we lose that vision and we begin to, you know, back up on what is possible. Thank God we are not holding the flame because God has the original flame, and all you gotta do is reignite your torch. And you might be going, okay, that's a, that's a good analogy, but why is that important? Because we must have a message for this time, because the kingdom of God is at hand. That's why it's imminently critical that we don't forget who we are. See, if, if, if circumstances, if the enemy, if, if whatever can get you off who you are, then you're delaying the advancement of the kingdom of God, which came 2,000 years ago, but we're having a hard time displaying it. To the people that want to come in or maybe they don't even want to come in because they don't see any reason to because we don't live any differently than they do. See, the world's going to tell us an answer. But according to God, if you're a Christian, you're the saints. We're the saints. We're part of the royal priesthood. And I will say it again, but so many Christians have no idea of who they really are. And the way we live our lives proves it. Many people don't realize that God has always wanted a people who would bring the sphere of heaven's realm, heaven's government, to the spheres of the earth realm and the earth's government. Let's go to scripture so you can see it. I mean, well, uh, there's multiple examples. It was right at the beginning with Adam and Eve. The one I'm going to use right here is centuries later, a couple of millennia later, with a man called Moses. Right? So God's explaining something to Mo, and he's going, hey, May Mo, you do, I'm going to tell you something, and I'm going to tell you what your purpose is now that you've gotten out of bondage. Because, see, we were all in bondage when we weren't born again. We were slaves. Just like the slaves in Egypt and LA, we were slaves. Okay? So he says, I'm going to tell you, Mo, what the deal is and what your purpose is now going forward, and then you're going to relay it to the people. So let's go to Exodus chapter 19, verses 3 through 6. I read from the Amplified Version. This is God just having a discourse with Moses. And Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him out of the mountain. Here's God speaking now. He says, Say this to the house of Jacob and tell the Israelites, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice in truth and keep my covenant, then you shall be my own peculiar possession and treasure from among and above all peoples, for all the earth is mine." And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation, consecrated, set apart to the worship of God. These are the words you shall speak to the Israelites. All right. we got to understand what God did because it was was way more than just rescuing them out of bondage. Right? God is saying right here, he wants a whole kingdom made up of priests who could bear the spheres of earth that they live in. Now, when you hear the word priest, many of us just go to, like, you'd think me. You'd, you'd say, oh, I'm a priest, or Pastor Jocko, okay? Or any pastor, or any FIFO, or, or Dr. Gustav, all this stuff. No, you're. You're a priest. You're a priest. You're a priest. You're priests. You're part of the royal priesthood, right? Because here's the problem. Just like the, the, the Hebrews in Egypt for a couple of centuries, Many of us are only used to living as slaves, living in bondage. Well, I suggest that that many of us only know how to live that way, right? And I think the reason God is doing this is so that the spheres of heaven could come down in the spheres of earth and establish the kingdom of God here today. God wants his kids, that's us, to defeat the enemy here because the enemy's already been defeated. Why do we act like he won? We won! We won! we're born, we're, we won, you know, we won. If you're, if you're a Gentile, you're grafted in, you're, we won, okay? And, and we're not supposed to surrender this, this world, this world here, we're not supposed to surrender any of it. It's all God and we have the lease. We're the caretakers, not the enemy. We are in all aspects, everything, every stinking thing is ours. Government, media, entertainment, sports, family, right? Banking, business, all of it. Not one single thing is not God's. We're just stewards, okay? God wants the saints to be priests, but so many of us still process that we're slaves to the system, and we don't know or can't really process how to live as a free person, And see, sadly, many times we interpret freedom as meaning, right, like myself and yourself. We interpret freedom meaning I can do whatever I want. That's not right. That would be rebellion and sin if you're a child of God. Here's the deal. God gives us an assignment once we receive the freedom. God wants you and I to take the territory, right, the area of the the territory here on earth, so you're in South Africa, you're specifically in Cape Town, or you can break it down to your little neighborhood, right, and where you work, where you go, where you do school, these are all the things now, making it real, right? He wants you to take those areas that you have a passion for, that you have a desire, and he wants you to penetrate amongst the very kingdoms of the earth that the Satan has stolen the least from us, and God wants you to go find that area, ascend it, like you're climbing a mountain. He wants you to go up that. And you know, climbing up a mountain is hard, right? But that's what he wants us to do. And take that mountain and claim it for him, just like Caleb did at 80 years old. Because that was my mountain. That's my mountain. And, and right, and Joshua said, God said you can have it. Go get it, Caleb. That's the same kind of analogy here. And furthermore, as a priest, as a saint, we are to contend for these areas in our culture. In other words, we have to do some battle, right? That is in, and we've got to battle those things that are entrenched at the top of those systems. It's just like David defeating those giants, in, in our, and we've got to do that. those giants in our lives and re- establish God's kingdom in those spheres. And see, when that battle happens... There's, there's like an exchange that happens. Then the gospel of the kingdom overtakes the satanic, right? The Satan has put these things in place, and they're counterfeits. They're not... He can't create. They're just counterfeits with counterfeit people that have submitted to him, usually because they're getting mammon. They'll do it for money. They compromise, Right? And see, when we submit, when we, we obey and do that, then the Great Commission, when Jesus said, it's a teaching commission to reshape society is going on. He, right? He said, the teaching commission is to go and teach the nations all the things I taught you. Seriously, folks, when we come together like we are right now, we've got to understand we've got a little bit more going on than I think we, we think about. Right? In other words, we've got to have a massive shift in awareness as to what we're really doing and what the stakes are. Because I'm suggesting if we don't, we could. I think we have been missing an opportunity. So, how about at this stage? You still still chewing? Still tasting what I'm chewing? All right, because sometimes this gets a little heavy. Sometimes it's a little bit too hard to cut that meat. Sometimes it can't go down. But that's the deal. Again, I'm here to exhort you. I'm here to encourage you. You know, you might go, man, this, this ain't, but you got to hear it. you got to glean something from this. Glean something from the field, okay? But listen, I'm stating the obvious, but we're living in a moment of transition. We're living in a moment of transition. And now, once again, I want to go to Scripture, and I'm going to use King David this time to display this through the Scriptures. And what we gotta, we got to look at here is a scene where we're, it's when King David is near the end of his life. Remember, David had fought many bloody battles, right, to support the advancement of the kingdom of God for future generations. And we're going to point out here, what we're going to see is that King David almost makes the most fatal error of his life. And I'm not doing this to, you know, demean the man or anything, but I want us to learn from it so we're alert and aware when that opportunity might be presented in our lives. And I think this is a wonderful reference point regarding this topic. And, and after we dig into this, we will see how this points to the type of sin, the type of mistake that happens so often during a transition phase because there is an absence of awareness that something important is about to happen. And I believe for the last few decades at the very least in the Western civilization, which is like, you know, South Africa, Europe, Australia, Canada, America okay? <laughs> Western civilization, this has been going on, and the church in general, okay? The church in general, and the Western civilization has not been awake, but has been coasting or sleeping. So that, let's go to this so that makes sense. I've kind of given you an overview. Now I'm going to fill in the pieces. This is First Kings chapter 1, starting with verse 1, and I'm going to read First Kings 1 verses 1 through 9, and I'm reading from the old King James version, but I'll Make it so that we can understand it. Now, King David was old and stricken in years, and they covered him with clothes, but he got no heat. Wherefore his servants said unto him, Let there be sought for my lord the king a young virgin, and let her stand before the king, and let her cherish him, and let her lie in thy bosom, that my lord the king may get heat. So they sought for a fair damsel throughout all the coasts of Israel, and found Abishag a Shunammite, and brought her to the king. So Abishag is basically the human hot water bottle okay, for the king. Right? And the damsel was very fair and cherished the king and ministered to him, but the king knew her not. For all of you nosy people, I mean, you know, right? right? So if you're wondering if David is sleeping with the hot water bottle, he knew or not. not. They're not sleeping together, right? The Bible says he knew or not. Okay, continue on. Then Adonijah, the son of Haggath, exalted himself, saying, I will be king. And he prepared him chariots and horsemen and fifty men to run before him. And his father had not displeased him at any time in saying, Why have you done so? What have you done, son, right? In other words, King David spoiled his boys. And uh, um, he was also a very goodly man, and his mother bare him after Absalom. Now, if you know anything about Absalom, he was not a poster child son either. Okay? And so, continuing on, uh, he conferred with Joab, the son of Zeruah, and with Abiathar, the priest, and they followed Adonijah, helping him. So... He's got some help now in this takeover, but Zodak the priest and Benaiah the son of Jehoiada and Nathan the prophet and Shimei and Ray and the mighty men which belonged to David were not with Adonijah. Okay, that's the end of that. Let's break this down. What we have here is David's like support group, his leadership team, is wondering if David is aware of the fact that his son Adonijah has prepared chariots and fifty horsemen to take over the kingdom. And so, what's going on is here while David is sleeping with the hot water bottle Abishag, his son Adonijah is planning a coup. That's what's going on. Now, names in the Bible are extremely important. So, if you do a little research, if you got a concordance. Let's just look at what the name Abishag means. Abishag means the father of error, the sin of ignorance. Abishag, translated to English, means the sin of ignorance that the father commits. The father of an error. So what's going on here? David is about to make the most significant mistake of his life. And it's not an outward sin like we're very aware of the adultery lying murderer guy. Okay, It's much more subtle because it's a sin of omission. David is neglecting to do something. Do, like like that when I when I first heard this years ago I'm like oh Lord I never even kind of thought about things that I wasn't doing that I'll be held accountable for oh man right in other words what's going on here in this particular scenario with David David is missing the moment that he's supposed to empower Solomon to take over right to get on his feet but David is lying in bed with an error just. Like, right? He's warm with the hot water bottle, just like many churches are today. The church is sleeping with eyes wide open because there is an error in the church's thinking. The church is staying all comfy and warm and missing the greatest opportunity. And a counterfeit has already hit the streets. So, Adonijah in this story is the counterfeit. And he knows the time is right to strike because somebody has got to fill the void of leadership. Right? Mm. So, I mean, are, are, you, are, you, are you with me? So, the, um, the point is, like, because he missed, he, he's see, too often we, we don't process what's going on in our life because we get so busy. And we miss things that we're supposed to be, like, interjecting. And we, we might be supposed to be, like, dealing with this thing right now. And we miss it. And, and a counterfeit will come and take over. And, and so we've got to, I think we've got to make sure we're humble enough and, you know, honest enough with ourselves. And <sighs> I guess maybe take a better look in the mirror sometimes of some of the things and deal with them instead of putting them off? If I, if I can say it that way, right? And, and because I'm telling you, the Satan knows when there's a gap. And see, in the vacuum that the church keeps creating, a counterfeit anointing with unauthorized representation will leap to center stage. I mean, listen, in this story, are you aware, it talks about his friends. Who were Adonai's friends? Joab and Abiathar. Well, I don't know if you know this, but there are Joabs and Abiathar in abundance in our culture looking to get on conference tours to support counterfeit leaders like Adonijah. I'm not saying that's going on here. I'm letting you know. This is a big problem, though, across Christianity. And if you still don't get what I'm saying, let me translate why this message is for us. The kingdom of God is requiring those of us at the age of being fathers in the kingdom to wake up and become fathers that empower the next generation of leadership to be able to get on the scene like Solomon. Because when we don't do that, a counterfeit anointing runs the show and kills off the competition. Like... I don't know if you know the seriousness of what was going on here in 1 Kings, but Solomon will be dead if Adonijah succeeds. That's how things were done back then. You didn't just kiss your brother, tough luck, Uh uh-uh, you killed off the competition. So the church is in danger of sleeping at a time of great transition. And, And so what I've been trying to say this morning right now is we've got to understand this and we need to... Get off our backsides and wake up and recognize that we as the saints, as the priests of God, are empowered to take the gospel of the kingdom into all the world. In other words, if we don't model what a Christian should do during their daily lives, in their home, in their marketplace, in their neighborhoods, things get messed up. Well, I'm just, I'll, I'll say it first. Things are messed up in my country. Are they messed up in yours? So is there a solution to this? Is there a way to correct this? Well, I think the Bible tells us. Do you know? Here's the solution. Do you know what Joshua was told when he took the Hebrews into the promised land? The Bible says, circumcise them. Hold on, fellas. (laughs) Joshua 5.2. At that time, the Lord said, they just got through the Red Sea. They're crossing the Jordan, I mean, coming into the promised land. Here's what Joshua 5.2 says. God tells Joshua, make knives of flint and circumcise the new generation of Israelites as before. Now, one of the comments I've gotten, I've said it this morning, is I'm too direct at times, too intense at times, too hard at times. Well, how about this? for a Sunday morning service. Hey guys, um, the Lord has shown us the pathway through the desert and through getting to the promised land and now, you know, through the Jordan River and now we're in the promised land and, you know, hallelujah, and the Lord says, hey, we gotta be circumcised later today, so let's receive an offering and let's bring up the worship band, make it a really upbeat song, right? And then, right, and I mean, I mean, the Lord said, sharp knives. These are grown men, I wonder how many of those guys said, hey, Joshua, I heard you, but the Lord's going to have to confirm that word for me. <laughs> now, now, what's the deal with circumcision, okay? What's the big, what's, why is this such a, beal, a big deal? And of all times, to command circumcision. I'm a military, I got a military background. Let me, let me share you a, just a very obvious military axiom, right? Good military concept. You never, ever take your army into enemy territory and do surgery. Your guys are going to be laid up for two to three days at least, and you're in enemy territory. You'd never do that. All the military leaders through history knew that. Genghis Khan, Attila the Hun, right? Caesar, Napoleon. Because your army's going to be useless after that. But nevertheless, God waits until they... I mean, he could have had them do it before. No, he had them do it after they crossed over And got into enemy territory. Well, I believe it's because God is saying the first thing you have to do is circumcision. And you don't proceed until that is accomplished. So if God says it's got to be important, but why? Well, we're talking about the male reproductive organ. And I hope you understand my intention is to teach us properly about this. So I hope you glean something from this. The male reproductive organ is a symbol of that which births or reproduces. Okay? The seed. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but I say this a lot. The old is the new contained, and the new is the old explained. You ever heard that? That means the Old Testament contains the New Testament, and the New Testament explains the Old Testament. So, this, we were just in the Old Testament... Well, let's go. I bet you we'll find the answer in the New Testament. Here we go. In John chapter 1, right there in verse 13, it talks about four types of births. Children born not of natural descent, not of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. Four. So what's born of natural descent? That's just like the natural when we have children, okay, of blood, having children. Those things that are of human decision, well, I think we can think of a lot of things that come out of the fallen carnal nature of us, right? That which is born out of the will of man, you know, they could be good or bad things, like maybe you want to do a fundraiser to help somebody, but it might not have been inspired by God, all right? And finally, the fourth one, it says, those things born of God, here's here's the takeaway. Circumcision is an indispensable sign of a covenant that God must do an operation on the reproductive organ, why? Because, so, we don't birth things on our own, but we birth the will of God because it's only the will of God, which, born of God, that can overcome. And the circumcision we're talking about here is not the male reproductive organ that was being shown in Joshua. It's the circumcision of our hearts. All right? You with me? Okay, you see the analogy now? So I believe God is just telling us Right? Will you all, will all of us please examine our collective hearts and determine if we're actually moving forward for the purpose of establishing the kingdom of God or the kingdom of self? For instance, whether our time, talent, treasure, and testimony are really sanctified for the purposes of advancing the kingdom of God. Whether our hearts are committed as one heart for the success of an endeavor that takes the gospel of the kingdom into practical ways into all areas of our world to transform the world. Folks, in other words, if that is not the agenda that's on your heart, then you've probably been approaching the entire transfer of your time, talent, treasure, and testimony in an uncircumcised state. So... As I bring this to a close, I want to share just some insight into figuring out, I just want to give you a, just a little taste of some heart issues that we all have, okay? That we, we may have, and it may apply, right? These are just some practical observations of me and Candace doing counseling and looking at myself, her, these things that I just jotted down for you all, talking about our hearts. So here's just a few conditions. So I'm just going to list like six, okay? So the person with a harsh tongue has an angry heart. The person with a negative tongue has a fearful heart. The person with an overreactive tongue has an unsettled heart. The person with a boasting tongue has an insecure heart. The person with a filthy tongue has an impure heart. The person with a critical all the time heart has a bitter heart. Now on the flip side, here's some positive ones. The person who is always encouraging has a graceful heart. The person who speaks gently has a loving heart. The person who speaks truthfully has an honest heart. I hope this will help you and assist you in identifying some areas that you may need to go before the Lord and just simply admit and repent. And then thank the Father for expanding the kingdom and our participation in it. Thank you for your time.
1: That indeed was a good message, yeah? It certainly was. Well, so in the spirit of Dr. Gustav, I'm gonna do what I, I did this morning, and I'm gonna say, you all are champions. You are champions. We miss him. I wish he was here. I want to give him a big hug, but he's in Asia. So, um, we are champions, and Adam here has given you an amazing word that helps us remember, again, that we are indeed champions and that God has a great plan for us, a great purpose, and a great destiny. If you didn't get a chance to be here this morning, watch the video um, today on Facebook or on YouTube, I guess. Is that right? Go to loftdahl.com and take a look. Um, I shared about some resources that I have. There's just a few of them at the table uh, out front. And um, and so if you were here this morning and you wanted to get something, we didn't have a credit card machine, but there is going to be one out there tonight. So you can return again uh, for that. I have these really nice little flash drives that have lots of incredible teaching on them. I don't have a lot of books with me because during our travels, we were only able to bring so many books from the States, but you can uh, receive our books through distributors like Strike Media. Um, you can also, also through Coom Books, Amazon. They have all of our book releases, and a lot of the things that Adam and I are talking about are are how to release heaven into the earth, how to live from the realms of the ascension, uh, how to um, uh, submit to the Lord so that he will transform your soul, how to practice a spiritual discipline so that you can come into that place of submission with God and begin to see amazing things happening in your life. And so we have a lot of different resources in that area. So I just wanted to point you in that direction. I do have a course that's called Maximize Your Prophetic Potential. And I have um, students, I have actually quite a few students from South Africa that come on with me once a month for about an hour and a half, a lot who are walking in five-fold ministry gifts, and I have the opportunity to impart and encourage them uh, each and every month. And so if that's something that interests you, there's an a email list out there. So just kind of put your name, put a star next to it. You're going to get an email invitation, and then if you decide you want to be a part Of the class, uh, we would love to have you. There's some small charges for that, but nonetheless, it's something where you'll get the opportunity to meet other leaders as well. I didn't bring my Bible up with me because I tonight, since Pastor Adam or Dr. Adam brought such an awesome word and your faith has already increased, the Lord wants to do some healings in the house today. Amen. So God wants to touch you personally. Right where you're at, um, you can um, glean a lot of our resources. Like I said, you know, out front or going online. Go to CandaceSmithman.com. And I did mention this morning too. I have a, I have a television show with. Um, Uh, the It's Supernatural Network. If you're familiar with Sid Roth, and you can go online and type in my name, It's Supernatural Network. And there's more than 50 uh, television shows, I think, that we have done. Some I did with Sid, but many I did myself just teaching. So I go to their studio and have the opportunity to record. So there's a lot of free resources there, as well as our Glory Road television show, which you can watch on the Faith Networks. Uh, as well as Life CBN and on YouTube and Facebook. So just type in my name, and you'll have all those resources will come up there. So let us let me just go into prayer, and then the Lord has some specific things he wants to do tonight. So I'm going to call forth some people, and we're going to allow uh, him to come and touch you because wherever the kingdom of heaven is, we know that miracles are present, Right. He said that the lame will walk, the blind will see, the deaf will hear. And that is evidence of the kingdom being made, manifest. Throughout our entire week, we've seen some amazing things happen. Yesterday, a young man got out of a wheelchair at our our meeting that we had yesterday at Powerhouse Ministries. Another young man I shared this morning, he was healed of Crohn's disease, and we know that he was because he wasn't even there. We just prayed with his mother, and we just believed God for his destiny. And then the Lord said, when he goes to his appointment tomorrow, he will not have Crohn's disease. He went to his doctor's appointment, and they did clarify. They said, son, you have no more Crohn's disease. Yep. And that was... Saying a simple prayer with Mother. We have seen um, great pain be released from people's bodies. There was a man who had seven years of intense pain. He'd been to multiple doctors and was unable to be released of that pain. We prayed for him on Sunday, and he said for the very first time he had no pain in his body. And he said it hadn't been that way for seven years. As well as the pastor's mother, we just got a report today from the, one of the Cornerstone Church in Pretoria, and um, we had prayed for the pastor's mom, and she had had intense back pain, and today he sent a message to me, he said, she said, she is totally free from this back pain, and she is still free from it, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So those are just a few small things. We had a woman's eye. Um was there's been multiple eyes. We even had some eyes uh today. a woman with pain in her eyes um was released. There was a woman who got uh clearer hearing um this morning as well. Another woman, her eyes didn't lubricate right. Um she she began to just feel like God had healed her there. And she saw great differences there. Uh, but we did we have had some some uh, some particular eye things, feet things. People's feet have been healed um, on our on our trips. You know. So listen, God is present in this house, and He will come and He will touch you uh, in His sovereignty. And so I'm just going to to pray right now, Father. We just thank you in this house, Lord. Father, we humble ourselves before you in this house, Father, and we know that you are the great mighty healer. No man or woman of God, Lord, is able to heal. Only you can heal, Father. And as we submit ourselves to you and we lift up your mighty name, Father, we praise you and we thank you. We look up to heaven and we say, prosper, be blessed, multiply and increase, which is what you did when we saw the miracle of the five thousand being fed, Father. And so we thank you as we all look up to heaven in this place today, Father. We thank you already for great healings, Lord Jesus, that you want to do. You love your people so much, Father. And so we thank you, Lord, as we humble ourselves, Father, we know you will come and do great things. So, Lord, each and every person in this place has a destiny, Lord. They need their bodies to be whole, spirit, soul, and body. Lord, you have plans and purposes. You want to see the kingdom arising and walking in the earth. And you don't want us to have pain, Father, because you want us to do the things that you've called us to do, Lord Jesus. And so, Father, we thank you. We bind every stronghold, Lord, every spiritual enemy that comes against the body right now in the mighty name of Yeshua. And we thank you, Father, that you are releasing in this house your healing power, and your glory, Father. We thank you, Lord, as we look up. We receive the glory of the Lord in this place, and we watch what he's going to do. We thank you there's angels in this house. They're dispatched all around already, and they're ready to move to bring healing to each and everybody. We give you glory, honor, and praise as we watch what you will do in this house tonight. In the mighty name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Okay, the first um, group that um, that the Lord wants to touch tonight is hands. If you have something wrong with your hands, the hands are very important to your destiny. And so the Lord wants to um, touch our hands tonight. So if you have issues with your hands, I want you to just come up here to the front. Um, because uh, the Lord wants to touch your hands. Maybe um, maybe your muscles are stuck in a certain area. Maybe you have arthritis. Maybe you um, have some levels of pain. But I also believe that God wants to touch your hands, those of you who want a healing anointing in your hands, okay? So this is not just for people that are in pain, but we're going to pray for those of you that have hands... They want to go to next levels of healing. So there's also going to be an impartation too, as well as a healing of these hands. Your hands are very important to the Lord. Your hands are the way you present uh, his love to others. Your hands and your feet. We're going to call for feet after the hands here, but I just want the hands people Uh, right now how many of you are experiencing pain in your hands right now anybody have pain pain in their hands okay so I like to value pain uh, on on a a level of a number okay so those of you are having pain some of you may not be having pain you just might have other issues but if you have pain tell me what your pain numbers are what's your pain number four what's yours honey an eight Okay, oh my goodness, okay. Anybody else have pain in their hands? Yeah, what's your pain number? An eight, eight for pain, okay. All right, any of you had trauma to your hands? Um, Crushing, uh, any bones, um, uh, surgeries? Yes, surgeries in the hands, okay. How, How about you, have you had any surgeries in your hands? In your wrists, in your wrists okay when the wrists the wrists are a part of that too as well okay so for the rest of you that are not having pain that's okay but listen i want to pray right now for those who have pain first put out your hands for me do not be touching yourselves don't hold on to your hands don't put your hands together honey we need them out like this okay so father we, we praise you right now in the mighty name of yeshua I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the blue angels of fire, Lord, that are coming right now to touch those in this house, Lord. They're pulling out impurities right now. How do I know this? From Isaiah chapter 6, it was the blue angels of fire that came to touch... Isaiah with the coal. How do I know? Because the word says they were copper serpents. Copper burns blue. So Father, I praise you and I thank you right now. Those angels pull out impurities. Impurities, impurities, impurities be pulled out of your hands right now. If your hands have touched anything, if they've been in great pain as a result, and there is impurities that are stuck right now, let them pull those out in the mighty name of Yeshua. I cry out for the yellow fire angels. They come and bring sodium right now. Sodium, sodium is a purifier. See, what we're doing is we're purifying your hands. As we purify your hands, we're pulling pain out of the hands, and I'm going to speak to the orange fire angels to come and touch you with calcium right now in the mighty name of Yeshua. Father, I praise you and I thank you right now. Lord, touch those with the pain in the mighty name of Jesus. I say fire, fire right now to your hands. Fire right now. Fire, fire to the hands in the mighty name of Yeshua. Just burn, burn, burn. We're going to burn off any of the impurities right now. Now, you all right there with the pain, I'm talking to you. But the rest of you, right now, in the mighty name of Yeshua... Anything in your hands, any crippling, arthritis, any other type of pain right now, and or the healing anointing, fire come upon your hands in the mighty name of Yeshua. Lord, I praise you and I thank you right now, Lord Jesus, for touching those hands right there. Some of y'all's hands getting sweaty right now. They're shaking right now. They're getting fire, fire on your hands right now in the mighty name of Jesus. That's because you got angels touching you right now. They're putting things in order and you're being set apart. There's some of you up here for healing anointing. You're being set apart right now in the mighty name of Yeshua. Lord, we praise you. We thank you for that fire that fire, that fire. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for that healing coming right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Any of the uh, muscles or any of the cartilage right now, be set free. I say release right now in the name of Jesus. Let your hands open all the way right now. Father, we praise you and we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus any trauma right now to those hands be released right now any muscles that are stuck that go up through the wrists and to the elbows all the way up to the shoulders Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we praise you and we thank you right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you. Thank you, Lord. Come on, I see that fire right there. Woo, right there, right there, right there. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Some of y'all's hands are beginning to shift right there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, for those of you that feel feeling the fire on your hands, you're also, your hands are getting sweaty right now. They're getting sweaty. Now, for those of you who have hands that are, like, stuck, they feel like they're crippled, whatever it is, I want you to begin to move your fingers in a ball and then come back out again in Jesus' name. That's right. Come on up. Come back out. Bring them in and then bring them out in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Okay, there you go. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Lord, I thank you that you're reducing any of the pain that's going up from the wrists to the elbows right now. Oh, shandididi kolabaha sande de. Shikadali olabaha Oh, kolabaha Yep, bring them in. Bring them all the way in. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We say break right now in the name of Jesus, and then bring them back out. There you go. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Whoo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. That's right. That's right. There you go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Tell me here, how's your pain? Ooh, is it going away? Light. amen hallelujah god is so good god is so good god is so good god is okay so all yours are straightening out except for this one little pinky right here okay so this thing you have carpal tunnel do you have carpal tunnel where where you're like this you like this no okay all right so this is related to a nerve all right these two are related to nerves right here. Lord, I thank you right now. I thank you, Jesus. These hands will serve you, Lord. We just speak light and life to them right now. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Lord, we break every stronghold over those nerves right there. Right there. Right there. Okay, now just relax them. Just relax them for me for a second. Okay, relax, just relax. I know this one's held here, but listen, I'm going to draw your attention to something. Do you see the gold dust on your hands right there? Come on, you see the gold dust on your hands right there? I'm going to draw your attention to something. Some of y'all got oil on your hands. Look at you. Look at you. Some of you got gold dust on your hands. All right, listen. Ooh, you got oil on your hands. You got oil on your hands. Come on, see, that's representative of the glory of the Lord. On the front side or on the back side. Some of these lights are picking it up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so I'm gonna come back here. Who else was in pain with their hands? Okay, all right. So we've got that right here. Okay, see that's the same thing that he has. Yes. Okay, you got metal in there. Okay, I'm gonna come back to that. Who are the pain people? How you doing with your pain? Yeah? Yeah, is it better? Much better. Okay, it came down. That's all we need to know. But look at your hands. You see that oil coming out? Look at that. Look at that oil coming out of your hand right there. Look at that. That's the oil of the Lord. That's so much fire on the inside of you. It's birthing oil. Look at you. You're just coated with it wow hallelujah glory oh my goodness there's no pain you don't have any pain do you there ain't no pain that's right that's right that's right that's right now how are you doing how's your hand it's this thing right here right that's the only thing though right does it hurt it doesn't hurt it's just like it's double jointed is what it is okay so lord we thank you we thank you okay so who is here for the healing anointing Turn your palms up so I can see. Who who wanted the who wanted to lay hands on people for healing? Oh, look at you guys. All right. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. And let me come back here. Okay. So you've only got this and that's metal you say, right? Okay, so I'm going to ask for that metal to disappear. Okay. All right. So Lord, we thank you in the mighty name of Yeshua. Lord, we thank you that as fire comes upon her body, Lord, that she would melt that metal in the name of Jesus and that that pinky, Lord Jesus, would straighten out. We praise you and we thank you. So we ask for that metal right now to be decreased, Lord, and any pain that comes from that metal in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. We ask that that metal would become bone, and no longer metal in the name of Jesus. Father, we praise you and we thank you. Okay, so there you go. Now, wait a minute. That's still like that. But look at that one. It's opening up, isn't it? Yes, it is. Okay, but do you see all that gold dust on your hand? Yeah? See, so God is working. Now, listen to me, folks. There's something called the working of miracles, right? It's where God starts a process and then he finishes it later. He doesn't always finish it in front of us, all right? So we trust him for that, right? We trust him for what he starts and let him finish in his own timing, right? Because sometimes things have to be melted. Sometimes things have to be uh, adjusted and he does it in a silent way, something between you and him, okay? Sometimes he does it immediately. Sometimes he doesn't, okay? All right? So, but listen, it looks like it's straightening to me. I can still see it there, but it looks like it looks like it's straightening just a little bit. All right, all right. So now let me pray for you all. What did you have, honey? You came up here. Do you have pain in your hands, or you want the healing anointing? Your is it still no? Even after prayer, okay. So this one you don't feel. Is that what you're saying? Okay, all right. So, Lord, we just thank you right now in the name of Yeshua. Lord, we ask, Father, that every nerve ending come alive right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, fire to that finger right now, and that it would go all the way up her wrist and all the way to the elbows and all the way to the shoulders and to the brain right now in the name of Jesus. We say, finger, come alive in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Okay, I'm just believing. It's the only one, huh? It's the only one. Okay, so that, that you, there's just a nerve in there that needs to come alive. So we say we say alive in Jesus name. All right. Do you feel any fire to it at all? Tingling. Okay. All right. So Lord, we just thank you just keep it tingling until it meshes with the rest of the fingers. All right. So Lord, I thank you in the mighty name of Yeshua as you touch father I thank you that you're working miracles and Lord we just ask right now in the mighty name of Jesus for each hand that's up here Lord Jesus for the healing anointing father we ask Lord that you would activate that anointing in the mighty name of Jesus just activate father activate with that fire Lord then give him the confidence father to be able to step out Lord Jesus with that fire anointing and begin Lord Jesus to lay hands on others We praise you and we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We ask for that healing anointing in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, some of you are still receiving. It's okay if you're still receiving. If you're done with your hands, even if God's working on it, it all you pain people, you've been released because you don't have any more pain, so that's a good thing. Hallelujah. But let's call for the feet. The feet people, come up, feet people. If your feet are in pain, there's something going on with your feet, we're going to pray for your feet because your feet are part of your destiny and God wants to see your feet moving. All right? So, anybody have trouble with their feet because we're going to put feet in order right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, are your feet in pain at all? They're 100% in pain. Eight. It's an eight. One foot, that foot. Okay. All right. How about you? Are your feet in pain at all? It varies every month. Okay. So we're just going to pray for it because you don't have specific pain right now. That's it. Just two feeders, huh? All right. Okay. Open up your, there you go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, I just thank you right now for those angels of fire touching our Lord. Touching her left shoulder, Lord, all the way down to her hips, all the way down to her thighs, her knee, her shin, her foot right there, left foot. I say fire right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you, Father, that those angels touch your feet right now. Just stay right there. Stay right there, okay? Lord, I thank you, Father, for fire touching those feet. The toes, the arches, and the heels right now, they heal in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Whoo, hallelujah. I just feel that right there, right there. Right there. Right there. Right there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Open up your hands, honey. You don't clench yourself. See, you're carrying a lot of other stuff. You're carrying a lot of stuff. It's not just your feet. Yeah. Yeah, Lord, I just thank you right now. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, just give her your peace right now. Thank you, Lord, all the way down her body, Lord Jesus, in every way. Give her, give her peace, Lord, all the way down to this feet. And Lord, that, that foot there has been crippled, Lord. It's been in pain, Father, because it's revealing other areas, other things that are going on. And so, and I want to, I do, I want to call it a crippler. It's holding you back from your destiny, but it's not just the foot. There's some other things that are holding you back from destiny. And so Lord, I just thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask you father to just heal her in those places that she needs to be healed. Father, Lord, I thank you father that You're taking care of her. Listen, you've been in some places where you haven't felt like God was taking care of you. Anybody was taking care of you. You were wondering when you were going to get some answers to some prayers. And so in faith, you came up here for your foot. But really, God is working on you to increase your faith in a whole lot of areas. So, Lord, we thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I ask you, Father, to break off that spirit of depression or anxiety right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I I see that you've been frustrated in some ways. You've come up against some things that have been very frustrating for you. And you've been crying out. And so, Lord, we just thank you, Father. We thank you for straight paths. And we thank you, Father, that her feet... Lord, are set on right paths, Father, and that you're releasing. I see all these boulders, like you feel like these boulders are in front of you. And when's one boulder going to be removed or the next boulder going to be removed? And so, Father, I just thank you. Right there, right there, right there, right there, right there. There you go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for releasing her right now every hindrance be gone in the name of jesus every broken place be healed and father i thank you they're taking tension off that foot right now it's tension off your feet right now right off your feet right off your feet now stay right there and let him work on that okay all right And lord i pray for the feet right now in the name of yeshua lord i ask for fire to her feet right now we speak destiny in the name of jesus Father, I thank you, Lord, where there's pain, Lord, that comes in the right foot, Lord, around the heel, the top of the foot, the toes. Father, we just ask, Lord, for freedom right there. Same with the left foot in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that you're moving the pathway for her in the name of Jesus. Just stay right there. Okay, you got your feet. Are your feet in pain? Okay after playing what okay and so which foot is it both the right foot this one Lord we thank you right now in the name of Jesus Lord we thank you for that angel of fire touching your ankle right now ankle 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 all the way to the feet right now in the name of Jesus I just say break over that foot break over that foot right now I ask for fire to that foot right now in the name of Jesus thank you Lord we thank you right there right there Right there. Okay, stay right there. I'm coming back here. Okay, let's do this. How's that fit now? Feels good, huh? Yes. Okay. All right, good. You're healed. Hallelujah. (laughs) How are you doing? You're just enjoying the spirit of the Lord, aren't you? (laughs) That's okay. That's what happens when you come up here. (laughs) That's good. Okay, so we believe in your healing right now. All right, how's that foot? Is the pain decreasing at all? You're enjoying the Lord, aren't you? Hallelujah, we're going to leave him there. What do you think? Let's just leave him. Let's just leave him. All right, hallelujah. God's going to call for a few more things, okay? Okay, I want those that have back pain. If you got lower back pain, lower back pain, it shoots down the back of your legs. You got problems with your hips. All right, come up here. You got feet issues. Oh, you do. That's ugh, ugh. Lord. I thank you in the name of Yeshua, Lord. We thank you, Father. that Those angels touch. That uh, left ankle right now in the name of Yeshua. That left leg all the way to the knee and to the ankle right now in the name of Jesus. And underneath the foot right now, Father, we praise you and we thank you. I say break to those feet right now. Lord, I thank you for that fire coming to our feet right now. How about you, honey? Is it your right foot? Right foot. Is it, do you have a pain level? What's it, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yes, pain for thirteen years. Okay. Ooh, is it? In, eh. And it's in pain right now. Okay, so Lord, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for those angels of fire touching right now. Just say fire, fire, fire to the ankle, fire to the foot. Right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I praise you and I thank you. I say release right now to the feet and to the ankle right now. In the name of Jesus, just release. Thank you, Lord. Take that tension off right there all the way up the shins to the knees to the hips right there. I say break in the name of Jesus over your hips right now. Ooh, hallelujah. Yep, see he's giving you an overhaul. And that you got pain in your back, it goes up. All the way up to here on your back. And so we say release right now in the name of Jesus. There you go. That's right. Lord, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for that. All right. Hallelujah. What's okay? So who's got pain? If your back pain, who's over five? Five for your pain between five and ten. Anybody up here who's got between five and ten on their pain? Everybody's under five. You do. What is it? everything okay so if you do a number between 5 and 10 what are you an 8 what's your number do you have a number 5 what's your 5 what's your number no pain okay what's your number okay do you have a number what's your number between 5 and 10 4 what's your number doesn't always okay that's okay for the doesn't always that's all right we'll take care of it okay lord we thank you right now take open your hands no hands Everybody's hands gotta be open. Thank you, Yeshua. We thank you right now, Lord. I thank you for the angels of fire coming to touch you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I praise you and I thank you those angels coming to touch your back right now. That lower back right there. I speak to your hips coming to alignment right now in the name of Jesus. All the way down your thighs to the knees to the feet right now. I say break in the name of Jesus. But that pain comes up to the back right here. All the way back here. So I'm going to speak to your shoulders. I say break right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Father, for those angels of fire touching you. Come on, just let that fire run right there. Let that fire run right there, all the way down that lower back, lower back, hips right now. In the name of Jesus, I say break, break to your hips right there. All right, just breathe that in. And I'm going to say break right here on the shoulders and on the back of the neck. See, when you all carry it in your hips, you also carry it up into your back. Break right now on those hips. There you go. That's the fire of God right there. Those angels are touching you all, touching your knees, too. Some of y'all's knees are hurting. Your knees hurt. That's right, that right knee right there. So, Father, I thank you right now. Just touch them with fire, fire, fire to that knee right there, all the way down the shins and to the feet in the name of Jesus. Right there on the hips. Thank you, Lord. That back right there. Whoo, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And up here on the shoulders. Break right there. Thank you, Jesus. All the way down the back, back area. There you go. We say fire, fire, fire right there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Those angels are touching you right there, right there. There you go. There you go. All the way down the knees, knees to the feet. And there you go. You're already being touched right now. Come on. The Lord's giving you a hip, hip, hips release right now. Those thighs and the knees right there. There you go. That back. Uh huh. Lord, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Those hips release right now and release the pressure over here on the right and left. Down the back. Thank you, Jesus, for that fire right there. Right in your thighs, your knees, and your shins right there in the name of Jesus. Just feel that fire on you right now. See, there's an alignment that's happening. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ooh, how you doing? Is it going away? That pain going away? Okay, but is it? it's releasing everywhere else. It's traveling down is what it's doing. So we speak to your knees right now in the name of Jesus. Come into alignment knees right now in the name of Jesus. Let that pain come down. Thank you, Lord. We thank you right now. That fire to those knees come down in the name of Jesus. How are you doing? How are you doing? Is the pain going away? Yeah? What is, okay, Is so the five is on that knee still. It. Okay, so it's the knees to the feet. It's the foot. The foot is a five, not the knee. Okay, all right. That's the only place? Is anywhere else hurt? Anywhere else hurt? No. Lord I thank you right now Lord we thank you for that left knee right now I say be healed in the name of Jesus I say release right now Lord I praise you and I thank you let this angels of fire touch your knee right now thank you father for that fire to that left knee right there all the way to the shin and all the way to the feet I say release and release the hips right now alright move your legs up and down for me move your legs up and down for me It's getting better? Feeling better? Yeah, uh-huh, that's good. How about you? Feeling better? Okay, that's good. God's, God's doing it. How about you? How you doing? How's that knee? Is it still a five? This one's burning. Okay, so it means God's working on it. Yeah? Yeah, so is the burn a pain or is it a... Okay, so is your pain still a five? Okay, it's burning. Do you want it to burn? Is it burning good? No. (laughs) Okay, all right, so it's all right. So we're gonna pray that it stops burning, okay? All right, and that you get it to a place where there's no pain, right? And how about this shoulder? Does the shoulder still hurt? Shoulder hurts. Okay, so you've had trauma to it. Okay, all right. So let's straighten this out. Lord, I thank you right now in the name of Yeshua. Lord, right shoulder right now. Oh, shun, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for that fire to the shoulder right now. Loosen those muscles, Lord. Even go back behind his ear, Lord Jesus, and up into the back of the neck right now. I say release right now in the name of Jesus. Release, 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 release right now. And all the way down the back, woo, to the hips, to the knees right there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bring that healing to that left knee right there. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, how you doing? Cancer in your lower spine, but no pain. Okay, so I'm gonna curse that cancer, okay? So, Lord, I thank you in the name of Yeshua. We just curse that cancer in the spine right now. In the name of Jesus, I ask you to shrink that. Father, we praise you and we thank you right now. Lord, we speak life to every cell in his body and to his blood right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you, Father, for complete and total healing. Back of the spine, all the way up the neck, into the brain area. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that every toxin come out of his body, every toxin come out of his blood right now in the name of Yeshua. And we ask you, Lord Jesus, to bring that healing, Lord, everywhere that it's needed in the body. We say release, release, release right now, and release your spine in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Okay, how are you doing? Does it hurt still? Yeah? Okay, so what, what kind of, did it, the pain lessen at all in the hip? Did it lessen? Did it go down? Okay, so it came up, but it, it, it released on your leg. It's just stuck in your hip. Okay, so Lord, we thank you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for that fire coming to the hip right now. Lord, hip alignment, alignment, release the hip all the way to the lower back right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I say fire to that right hip right there. Right there, all the way coming around to the front, the front area of your pelvic area right there. We say fire, fire right there all the way down your thigh to your knee and to your feet. Right now, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. We thank you for that fire right there. We thank you for that hip alignment. In the name of Jesus, just stay right there. Okay, how are you doing? Better, good? Yeah, okay, good is good. How are you doing? You're doing good. Okay, all right. We curse that cancer. How are you doing? The burn is gone now. Somebody give God a hand clap. Okay, I want to come back. How you doing? Is it feeling better? Is it gotten looser? Gotten looser? Okay, good. That's a working of miracles. Okay, I'm only going to call for one more thing here and then we're done. All right. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay so we had feet hands we've dealt with hips some of the people have had back okay neck neck issues or shoulder issues all right neck shoulders or upper back area you can come up here if you've already been up here don't come back up again okay but if you have not been up here and you have those issues We're going to have the angels touch you right now. We're going to take care of those things. All right? See? God does it in increments. All right? He doesn't like this because he wants everyone to see what he's doing. He also wants people to see, it increases their faith, that, that we don't have to touch people. God can touch you right where you're at. See, I don't need to touch you, right? I'm not touching you. Okay, so what shoulder, which one's hurting? That one. What's your pain in, in numbers? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. seven, okay. Eight, right neck. Eight, that side. okay fibromyalgia yeah okay that's trauma based we'll talk about that okay that okay what's your pain number between one to ten how how much pain do you have an eight. we got a couple of eighters okay open up your hands 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 out okay lord we praise you we thank you for these angels of fire coming to touch right now in the name of jesus i thank you father for the angel touching her right there lord On that left side, Lord, that left shoulder, all the way up into the back of the neck right there. Thank you, Lord. And up to the back of the head. I thank you for that fire coming right there to the shoulder, all the way down your shoulder blade into your back. I say release right now. Release, release, release right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Right shoulder right now, Lord. Touch your right shoulder in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father. Coming up the back of the neck behind the ear right there. I say release, release in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you right now this fibromyalgia, this inflammation of the cells. Be gone right now in the name of Jesus. This trauma that you experienced, we go back before the trauma right now. I speak to every cell in your body to come alive and every pain from head to toe be gone right now. I say fire, fire over your body right now. Just let that fire come on you. Let the fire come on you. Thank you, Jesus. Right here, you this right shoulder, right now, come into alignment. I say, release, release. I thank you, Father, for that fire coming to their left shoulder, right there, all the way up the back of the head, right there, right there, all the way down the arm. There we go. Into the hands in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. How you doing? How's the pain? At the moment, there's no pain. Well, let's just say you're healed. Hallelujah. (laughs) All right, we're gonna believe that, all right. Ooh, you feel that fire, how you doing? Yes, just keep on going. Hallelujah, ooh, thank you Jesus. You feel that fire on you? Yes, okay, let God just keep working on you. How are you doing right now? What, there's no pain, there's no pain. You can't get any better than no pain, right? Somebody give God a hand clap there, okay. So you stay there and you stay there because you know he's touching you, okay? I'm not going to interfere with what God is doing. Sometimes things take a while, but he's touching you. I see he's touching your whole body. Your whole body's going through a fire explosion right here. I'm not going to rush anything in the name of Jesus. Father, we praise you and we thank you, Lord. We thank you for touching, Lord. Each one of us in this house tonight, Father, we thank you, Lord. Touching our hearts, our souls, Lord Jesus. Breaking down strongholds and generational curses, Lord. And Father, I pray right now for heart disease. Anybody's got hypertension in the house? If you have heart disease, Any type of high blood pressure right now, come down in the name of Jesus. Any gut issues, intestinal disorders, colon issues right now, be healed in the name of Jesus. Any issues with your small intestines right now, anything that you're eating, gluten, all that kind of stuff, if it aggravates your stomach and your intestines right now, be healed in the name of Jesus. Lord, we praise you and we thank you. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, I got a few more up here. What happened? What are you up here for? Stomach. Okay, all right. Well, I was praying that overall, but listen, I'm going to pray for you. Open your hands. Everybody open your hands. Don't have that with you. There we go. Open your hands. Are you stomach too? Kidney problems. Okay, we're going to pray for that. Don't worry about that. Ooh. Hypertension. Okay, so, so this is for everybody in the house. It doesn't matter if you're up here. I prayed for hypertension. I prayed for stomach. And then now we have a kidney here. Okay, so you guys open your hands. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it again, all right? So you don't have to come up here for those particular issues because I was praying in general. But I'm going to pray specifically for each one of you, okay? I know because God said it. That you're healed. So I speak right now to your digestive issues in the mighty name of Yeshua. I say fire. I say fire to your kidneys right now. Thank you, Lord. We declare and decree that your kidneys will begin to start functioning right. Your insulin levels would become correct. We thank you, Father. We ask for new kidneys right now, that every fluid would come through clear in the name of Yeshua, all the way through to the bladder right now. I say release in the name of Jesus, and every bad word spoken over your life right now, every curse be removed in the name of Yeshua. And I thank you, Father. We speak life to her body in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you right now. And I'm sorry, honey. What was what was you up here for again? High blood pressure. Hypertension right now. Lord, I thank you. We speak to the blood come down, come down, come down right now. I speak peace right now and the peace it would stay. It would stay right there. Any blockages in any arteries, any movement of the heart right now be healed in the name of Jesus. How about you, honey? Knees, okay, you're late knee. Okay, all right, Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Fire, fire to the knees right now, and I thank you, Father, for release to those knees, release to those knees and to the hips right now. Pain up the back, pain up the back in the name of Jesus, and any pressure on the chest, Father, the lungs right now. We speak life to those lungs. Come on, right there, right there, right there, right there. Just take that in, just take that in, just take that in, there you go, that's the fire of the Lord, right there, right there, Lord, we thank you, Father, we thank you, you're healing those knees, and we thank you, Father, for those lungs be healed, whoo, whoo, right there, there you go, there you go, in Jesus' name, we thank you, okay, all right, I'm coming back, how you doing? Okay. Praise God. Okay. You doing all right? Yes. Okay. Okay. So let me tell you this, okay? So God did a lot of different things tonight. He did backs, knees, hips, all of this. He jump-started some things in the spirit realm. So if you received any words, whether you came up here or not, any words you receive for yourself, you make them your own. Okay? Okay. And then God will continue to work on you at home. He'll work on you right where you're at. Now, some people came up here for kidney issues. Um, you know, there's always major organ issues. Now, I got to tell you this because I have these few people that are up here. And you need to know this. So, if and if you didn't come to church this morning, you might have missed it. But those of you online got it. There is a doctor here in south africa he lives in durbanville and his name is dr david benlulu and he has south african herbs that flush the body cleanse the um they cleanse the blood and more than 40 years ago he pulled a branch off a tree and he asked the lord to give him the exact herbs that were going to bring healing to those that had AIDS and HIV because people were dying of AIDS and HIV in his villages. So he did that. And then what happened is once he got these herbs, he put it together in a formula and he started giving it out. And the people that were taking this powder, herbs, they began to be healed of AIDS and HIV. Even women that were pregnant with babies that had HIV, they were giving birth to babies without HIV. So he was given this direct herbal remedy straight from heaven, straight from God himself. And, and then later they found out that for diabetics, it helped uh, those that needed to have amputations. Once they started taking these powder herbs, they didn't have to have amputations anymore. It started regulating their insulin levels. Then, then they found that it worked with lung disorders and pneumonias all kinds of colds and illnesses and they saw it worked with kidneys the woman with the kidney issues okay it flushes your kidneys it flushes your urinary tract it helps out with cancers because it pulls toxins out of the body it flushes the liver this is over 40 years of research and all these are are herbs straight from the ground here in South Africa now I'm going to give you his name so that you can figure out how you can reach out to him for yourself or for your family members. The name of his company is Tip Top Sweet, and his name is David Benlulu. Write it down, because when you get to my table, you're going to see I have samples of this product. Why would I put samples out here? Because more than uh, two, two and a half years ago, I almost died of COVID, and the Lord spoke to me in the middle of the night And I I thought I was going to die. I had 104 temperature. I couldn't eat for two and a half weeks. I had my lungs were crystallized. I had COVID pneumonia. And as much as the angels of fire were healing me, and I felt that fire, God chose to heal me using these herbs. And He speaks to me one night in the middle of the night, and He says, "If you get the herbs from South Africa, you will be healed." And I knew what he was talking about because my daughter flies back and forth from South Africa and she brought some home and she'd been telling me about it, but I hadn't had a need for it. I felt I didn't have a need for it, but here I did, I had a need. So long story short, I took one powder spoonful into five ounces of water, it bubbled up, I drank it down and boom, my temperature was gone. 104 temperature broke, just like that, one glass. Then I took a second glass at night And then all of a sudden I had a desire to eat. I hadn't wanted to eat for two and a half weeks. Then the next day I had two more glasses. I started to get more energy. The third day, I actually went to my daughter's baby shower and I was standing, even with pneumonia, I was at the shower. I have two more glasses. So one treatment is six teaspoons. It's a teaspoon in water morning and night for three days. This is if you're under 70. If you're over 70, it's one glass a day for three days. That's it. People under 70, they take treatments where they do two glasses a day for three days, off for 15. If you're over 70, you do one glass a day for three days, off for 10, and you do it again. I travel all over the world and I have to go back and forth between time zones. This helps increase my energy in every way and it pulls continual toxins out of my body. It pulls sugar out of your system. If you eat sugar and you have this immediately, your body starts to pull the sugar, it starts to pull the sugar right out of your body so it fights infection. But I have to tell you this. You don't want to buy it from me. You want to get it from the doctor because he is here in South Africa, all right? I'm in the United States. but people that watch me on TV, they hear me tell my testimony. They reach out to me in the States. They want to know who the doctor is. So I'm telling you, you have amazing resources here in South Africa, and there's herbs in the ground that will bring healing to your body. And the Lord has given some of these herbs, To this doctor. So, out front here, I have like maybe five samples left because that's all I sell when I'm here in in South Africa. I reduce the rates dramatically from the United States and I have just one little sample of six teaspoons. They're they're out here. I'm telling you this because some people wanted it this morning and they couldn't get it because they didn't have a credit card machine. I got a credit card machine now. But those of you who are really sick in your body, I'm telling you this. We'll start to flush you of the toxins that you need. And it it was life-saving to me. And as a healing minister, I'm about spirit, soul, and body. And I can tell you right now, I want my body ready to do anything that God tells me to do. And if my body's lagging, it is very hard to do that. So I'm going to pray over you guys right now. Father, I thank you in the mighty name of Yeshua that you have a kingdom that's arising and people that are strong, Lord they're strong in their bodies, they're strong in their souls, they're strong in their spirits, and you have a destiny for each one of us, and that destiny shall come to pass and shall not be stopped by the enemy. No matter what ailments come against our body, Lord, you've given us the resources that we need through your Holy Spirit, through the angels, through certain herbs, through certain practices, health practices, Father, that will keep our bodies in shape to accomplish the plan and purpose that you have for us. We give you glory, honor, and praise in this house, Father, as your spirit has been revealed in so many ways through the word, Lord, and through these healings. We thank you. We honor you. We thank you, Jesus, through your shed blood. You have sent your Holy Spirit to us and given us this great blessing tonight. We ask you to bless Lofdal, bless South Africa, Lord. We Americans link arms with South Africans for what you want to do in kingdom arising in the earth in 2024. We give you glory, honor, and praise in the mighty name of Yeshua. Amen. Pastor Yaco.
2: Thank you, Dr. Candace. Let's all stand and let's just praise God. We're going to still baptize people, but we're going to speak a blessing. Just take your neighbor's hand next to you. We speak a blessing over them. And also let's release a blessing over Dr. Adam and Candace as we come and we just pray over them. Father, we thank you that they have given out, Father God. Father we thank you that you replenish Father we thank you as this their last night Father God Father we thank you that supernatural favor is shown and poured out over them Father God as they travel back home Father we thank you that we call over their lives Father God bump them up to to business class Father whatever it is that they're flying have the doors open Father an increase increase of ministry Father God and great things to happen in and through them Father over our congregation this army arises father as we exit this building we enter our mission field we have made a decision that the power has to be beyond the four walls father god and that is what we run with and we bless each and everyone here tonight in jesus name we pray amen and amen